0: Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake
1: up!
2: Good morning! Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown! Kentucky. Touchdown! Kentucky! <laughs>
1: Victory! Kentucky! <laughs>
0: like give your fans what they want, you says
1: She probably smokes marijuana. Bad Bad girl. They. his buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it.
2: Oh! Aaron
1: Harrison beyond the We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Hello everybody, take two,
0: Tuesday, April 4th, 2023, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, the gang's all back together, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning, Roush and I have already warmed up, we we did some vocal exercises, if you will, on Twitter spaces, getting to, to talk to some KRC listeners, and That was a good time as Roush drops out of the meeting. This has been the morning from hell for Kentucky Roll Call. He'll join us back. I have no doubt in that. But Justin Kalen overslept and then woke up. Now he's here. He's got things to say. Scoots, everybody wants to hear your story. What happened this morning?
2: Man, I I pulled a Trevor is basically what happened. I, I have done this show for, what, over two years now, and I've never been late to a show and I woke up this morning, so I did the thing last night, TJ, I told you on yesterday's show that I wasn't going to have internet last night, and I was going to have to watch the game on my phone, right? So I watched the first half in my living room, sitting on my couch, get through the halftime, and I'm like, you know, let me just go lay in bed and watch the rest of this game. So my phone charger, I had, I have a long phone charger and a short phone charger. Well, unfortunately, last night, I left my long phone charger at the hotel, so I was using my short phone charger And to get a good view of the game as I was laying in bed, I had to unplug it. Well, long story short, I must have fallen asleep at some point during the game and never plugged my phone back in. Opened my eyes this morning, and it is daylight outside. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. Click on my phone. Couldn't see what time it was. So I sprinted into the kitchen. 707. I'm like, well, crap. This ain't good. I was like, "Let let me just let them know. I was like, oh, my phone's dead. I can't let them know, so let me just put on some clothes real quick, get to the studio as fast as I can. Maybe they'll be at the studio. Maybe we're going from home today. I didn't really know what the situation was going to be, so when I got here to the studio and you all weren't in, I was like, all right, well, if they were in studio, they already lost patience and they headed out, which I wouldn't have blamed you all not one bit, so... Yeah, I get here and I fire up the the Gmail chat and you all are talking about me oversleeping. So I was glad to know that you all were still there. You hung with me. I apologize for being late. It will not happen again. I am. I hate being late. There is nothing more embarrassing when it comes to having a job. Just show up on time is one of the easiest things you can do. And I failed to do it today. So I apologize.
0: Buddy, that's all great of you to say. That, like if you, if you goof up. That's really how you respond and answer to it. Fine by me. Stuff like that happens. It, it, it's probably a good, it's a good thing that we probably were going from home today. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, cause it's, Believe it or not, I I don't, I mean, that studio is not the most fun place to hang out in if you're just doing (laughs) nothing. Um, If you got radio to do, it's not so bad. But probably a good thing we were going home today, and stuff like that happens. It's happened to every single one of us on this radio show at some point. So do not sweat it. No big deal. Glad you're back now. We do have a lot to talk about. And, Scoots, really the only thing you miss from the Twitter space is Roush telling a 15-minute golf story about how he double bogeyed after nearly... Uh, driving a par four. So well, we discussed already, that yesterday. It, 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 it just barely ended like two minutes ago. So you mm-hmm. are good. You didn't miss much. We nope. haven't even talked the title game yet. Uh, I did send you a TikTok. I want you to load up and play for us. Okay. Jim. It, it's Jim Nance signing off from last night. I'm not sure if you all saw it or not. So everything, everything's good. And I'm having a nice Tuesday morning. Uh, and we, It's just good to have the, the game You're back lost. as well. So. And the weather is going to be awesome today. How it, can you not be excited about that, either?
2: Admittedly, I don't. I do not know the score from last night. Is that embarrassing?
0: No. Do you know who won?
2: I'm gonna assume UConn won because they had it pretty well in hand when I had fallen asleep. But I, yeah, I don't know the score.
0: Now I won't. I won't mention any names. But some people were wondering if you fell asleep last night or if you had maybe you know passed out. No,
2: nah, it was it was a fall asleep last night. I mean, that's
0: like, only like eight or nine beers, probably. That's
2: that's what you get when you get the championship at 920 at night. Like, I, I had every goal to make it to the end of the game, but I just, I knew deep down that wasn't going to happen. That's way too late.
0: Yeah, and we did already talk about time zones this morning as well. You did miss a good time Ooh, zone discussion, which damn. is always timely on a national championship night. By the way, just I, I hate when college basketball is over. The championship game stunk last night. We're going to talk about it. It stunk. It wasn't great, but I'm still very sad that it's all over and we have to wait mm-hmm. for November for the sport to to return. But I was looking to next year. First off, probably all right to go ahead and book your hotels. Final Four is in Phoenix. Least favorite Final Four I ever went to. It's in Glendale, technically. Hopefully they get their stuff together after the disaster in 2017. But if the cats are there, I'm going to be there. So probably safe to book your hotel. It's a later Final Four. It's April 6th and April 8th. Ooh. And which means, Roush, we have a St. Patrick's Day Selection Sunday, which I'm not I'm sure it definitely has happened. I just can't remember that. We have a St. Patrick's Day Selection Sunday. We have a St. Patrick's Day SEC championship game. Usually you get St. Patrick's Day in the NCAA tournament. So yeah, that's, that's gonna, gonna, be, that's gonna be a little different. Yeah, it's gonna mm-hmm. be a little unique.
1: Unique uh, New York. I do like it being like like you said though, it just kind of extends the season a little bit more. And and for me too, TJ, it's especially Like, you just get so revved up for college basketball postseason in March. And, and that, the only, I mean, I didn't lose a fortune or anything, but I don't think I, like, I didn't like any of the, the the games, any of the bets, any of the things that I made over the last weekend. Didn't win one thing from Final Four weekend on, but I felt like I had to because it was my last, it was my last uh, hurrah, if you will. It was the, the, the swan song for college basketball. And I'm, it was just so much fun. For that, you know, three, four week stretch. And just like that, poof, it's gone. We're in the offseason. We at least get like a little bit of a come down with um, the Masters this weekend. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of the horse racing junkies who will kind of get into that sort of thing. But it just, it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. And we're, we're slowly getting into the sports abyss. <sighs> it does stink.
0: It's not fun. Uh, I... terrible unit management night for me from a gambling standpoint. I love betting big on national championship night for similar reasons. You said that like, it's just your last one and I, and I'd normally knock on wood and not to brag, but I normally do pretty well with NCAA tournament betting and gambling. And that's why the fact that my conference tournament week was so bad. I was like, Oh no, what's going on? I bounced back. I had a great March just did stupid unit management last night. Scoots and I talked about it, Roush. I, we, I was heavy on UConn. I thought that they were going to roll. I was hoping to be wrong, and I was hoping that we were going to have a good game. But I, I thought that it was UConn's tournament and, and UConn's Final Four for sure. And for some reason, I bet Jaden Ladie Ladee, Ladie. Ladee, uh, like, I made the same amount of bet on his over seven and a half points. He finished at freaking seven.
1: That guy. Oh, that's that's tough. That and guy. he missed, uh, he missed at least one free throw that I can recall.
0: For sure. And also, he seemed like he was just going for fouls, which on one hand, I kind of wish he just got one just because he needed one more freaking point. But on the other hand, like, dude, your little mid-range jump shot from six, seven feet, it's like it's like an expert on Papa Shot. It's like myself on Papa Shot. It's, you can't miss it. Why do you keep trying to go initiate contact? Just find your space there in the paint and then just catch, shoot, do that. And also, San Diego State was mostly rolling when he was getting going scoring. Which wasn't a ton because he didn't have a ton of points, but it was just a bad unit management night for me, unfortunately. I did win several bets. Uh, I, I, I had really nice juice on San Diego first to ten points in the first and second half. Both those mm. things hit weirdly nice. enough. Uh, I did bet them first to fifteen in the first half. That one, that's when they got super cold. They got to twelve, and I was like, man, I'm gonna, hit, I hit the ten. I'm gonna hit the fifteen, and then the next thing you knew, it was like twenty eight to
2: twelve.
0: I lost on the under, unfortunately. Uh, oh, the over
1: ended up hitting last night?
0: The over hit by wow. got about 5.6 points. So, Shocking. Yeah, there's different times where it looked like the under was as safe as could be, and then other times it looked like you were probably not going to really have a chance, but – uh, towards the end of the game, you knew it was probably going to be a long shot, unfortunately. So I didn't, I didn't hit it big like I normally or have in the past. I should say, I shouldn't say normally do have in the past on national championship games. But I like betting big because I like having seed money for my future bets for college basketball for next year. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I guess I may just have to either make fewer bets for next year or go a little bit smaller on the on the on on how much. But yeah, Kentucky. Your favorites to cut down the Nets next year. We did
1: it, everybody. Woo! Wow, we did it. I will say, though, of uh, the quick scans of the two early top 25s, um, I saw one in 24-7. They didn't even have Kentucky in the preseason top 25. It's like,
0: whoa. whoa That's dude. it. I'm canceling my 24-7 membership right now.
1: It's like, when did we get to this point where, I mean, usually we're just a shoe in for that.
0: You know what I mean? I guess it does need, like, you need to start zagging a little bit where it's like everybody always has UK so high, and they don't really amount to that ranking, which is true, or at least has been unfortunately true as of late. Let's put them low. But th- these rankings are so dumb. And I get like people do it, and here we are talking about it. Content factory, yeah. Nobody, nobody even knows what the what the rosters are going to look like. They have oh, no well. idea. Basketball is not going to be played <laughs> for seven months. I get the exercise of it all, but if anybody gets upset or too excited or it, you know they're meaningless. They're completely and totally meaningless.
1: It is. It does amuse me very much, though, that like when <laughs> when they were sharing some of the, uh, it's like how do you know which guys for UConn are staying or going? I mean now more so than ever um, because of NIL and the transfer portal and everything. I love too that they're all all in on Shaka Smart running it back and being really good again next year, which is just that that part's kind of shocking as well. Oh, no pun intended. I like, I like Shaka smart. Uh, I think it's hilarious though,
0: that other people besides the FAU coach is winning coach of the year awards. <laughs> like, isn't that wild? <sighs> like Florida, freaking Atlantic went to the final four. Didn't really even seem like necessarily they were out of place being there. They came Anything, out of a they got relatively tough, tough region. Although <laughs> they didn't get lucky. there. Yeah. They got lucky with their one seed. Um, it, it coming out of the 8-9 spot. But how are, how's any other coach in the country winning Coach of the Year awards? And Jerome Tang had a great year. Shaka Smart obviously had a great year. Uh, I don't quite understand that in the slightest. I do think for like 100% certainty, had Florida Atlantic been in the championship game and Butler not hit that shot on Saturday, we would have had a better title game. And with the way – I think UConn, if you asked UConn fans, they'd probably be like, yeah, this was like a B-minus game for us. Like, it wasn't horrible, wasn't our worst yeah. stuff, but it definitely wasn't bright lights well, are on, let's let's put together our best performance. I think Florida Atlantic would have made that a lot closer. Scooch, yeah. do you uh, – I know you didn't stay up for the very bitter end, but do you agree with that?
2: Oh, I do, yeah. No, I, I just – I liked the way FAU played a little more. San Diego State relied relies on their defense, and we've talked about that all postseason, but when you've got a team – that is good defensively and not so good offensively, whereas with Florida Atlantic, they would have been able to put up more points. So, yeah, I I do think that would have been a better game, and who knows? Maybe if it was Florida Atlantic last night instead of San Diego State, maybe I'm more intrigued to stay awake the whole time.
0: I don't think it's crazy to think. Of course, different opponents, they would have played different styles. You can't do this exercise. However, a lot of exercise talk for somebody that has no interest in exercising today. (laughs) However, if... Florida Atlantic could have beaten UConn, yeah. so I, I think that Butler shot while cool on Saturday night. It maybe cost us a better Monday, unfortunately. Um, I'm um, yes,
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly because uh, that game was horrible last night. It it was you know, bad, and, and it, I didn't I,
0: like I I didn't like it for college basketball because you just put the, had the women put on a show, and it's not that anybody expect like you knew that San Diego State and UConn the way they were going to play was probably going to be like this. But, oh, man, San Diego State, that stretch in the first half was as ugly as ugly gets.
1: The, they did the thing where they shot too well early on, and they were just like, oh, well, we can just keep taking contested long shots, and it's going to keep working for us. And they also just got scared by getting their shot blocked once or twice. They were like, oh, well, we can't go in there because we got, we got blocked once. They're going to block it again. It was It was very frustrating to watch. Um, but I, I, I'm with you, TJ. Like, I, I, I think we got that, – that buzzer beater was freaking awesome. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed it very much. Um, the, uh, I, the person we were with had a lot of a lot of juice on uh, San Diego State. Um, and, and, you know, just like a blind draw pot, right? Like, getting to the title game probably went a couple thousand bucks. So, it was very hype for him. But, yeah, they, they just – I knew there wasn't going to be enough offense there for the All for the Aztecs last night. They did make a nice uh, run there in the second half. Thought we might have a chance for a, a little backdoor cover, but um, you get a miss layup because they were scared of making layups, and then a three on the other end, and an 11 point game turns into a 16 point game. Um, and then Jordan Hawkins, it's another late three a few minutes later. And it's just that that was kind of the breaks for San, San Diego State all. Last night, it just every time they had a chance to really do something meaningful, it just things didn't go their way because they they did not have the offensive firepower. They sure
0: didn't. And disappointing. It just the first four minute stretch. I was like, are we going to get spoiled here with maybe are we going to get tricked into a good game? This would be fun. But those shots that they were making in that stretch, they went super cold on and they were if you're UConn, you had to be loving I will say this, while they didn't play great offensively, defensively, uh, that was pretty solid performance. Mostly kept San Diego State in front Mm of them, forced them to long jump shots, always usually had a hand in their face. San Diego State didn't have a ton that was wide open, and then it was just murder ball inside. (laughs) UConn's physicality inside and strength and just shot blocking, just length, just inability. Like San Diego State just looked like they were going into – thorn bushes every time that they would drive into the paint. It looked uncomfortable. It looked like they were getting hurt and nothing was coming out unscathed. You guys a fun team. And you know the weird thing? It, like it, it, It's not a team that has a great deal of star power. It just doesn't have liabilities. Defensively, offensively, anybody can score. Anybody, I shouldn't say anybody can stretch the floor. That's not necessarily true. But everybody in their specific area is a threat to score, and boy, do they put all their effort and energy mostly on the defensive end. And it's fun to watch. They were a good team. If I feel like if I were a high school coach or a grade school coach, I'd be I'd be showing a lot of that UConn team. They were selfless. They what you know, Sonogo was kind of the quote unquote star of the team, but it was it was spread out throughout. It was really a team effort throughout the entire tournament run. And the 96 team's record stays intact, which is great. However, the UConn, I think the first team to beat every tournament opponent by 13 points, 12 points, whatever it was, since I think like 81. So they they go back a little further in history with that. That, And then that's five championships in, what, 25 years for for UConn? That's an unbelievable stretch. That's an unbelievable amount of championships in that time span. Now of course they do have a lot of missed tournaments, and they don't yeah. have a lot of other runs. It, they they make their runs count it's, when they go deep. They they go deep. They're like, like a, I mean,
1: a fun hypothetical where it's uh, so. Would you rather uh, yeah. make the tournament and go to consistently make the the second weekend, or would you make the tournament? And you either lose or win a title like that. You know they're they're a fun kind of summer radio bit uh, in that regard. And the thing is, too, TJ is like. I don't, It's not that UConn was undeserving for a title that is so frustrating. It's just that they, to have that many in such a short amount of time and to feel like they got unchallenged throughout this, even though when their bracket was initially drawn, we were like, well, this is the, this is going to be the most difficult one down here. The one, two, three, four are all loaded with talent, right? Well, they didn't have to face the one because Kansas got upset by Arkansas. And then um, UCLA, who was, you know, one of probably the second or third best team in the country until they had a bunch of injuries happen right before that Gonzaga game. So uh, it, it, I, I think the part that's just going to annoy me is it didn't feel like UConn was just this dominant team the way that we saw them dominate in March. It just it, it felt like a total misrepresentation of how this team was, this season was, and and frankly too, like in all of these five title runs. Uh, three of them were they played against the, the seed five or higher in the or five or worse, however you want to put it in the title game. Two of those times, the you know Kentucky was the victim on the run in the final four, and it just ugh, it's just so ugh, aggravating. Like, come on, how did they get? How did they get those breaks? Because like, some of it they need some luck along the way too, and they got it. They they had good wins, but they also got some luck along the way, and it's very hard to watch. As uh, as another college basketball fan base,
0: yeah. If you're UConn, you probably liked your draw off the off the first pod. I, I know they probably didn't love Iona, but I almost would like just the hey, focus that you're going against a Hall of Fame head coach. You better you better bring it. That that can be beneficial. Uh, to avoid an upset. Sometimes too much is made about a game like that. And, and Iona, I think, was a trendy upset pick for a lot of folks. And then you got St. Mary's, which St. Mary's is a decent team, but they were just going to be overpowered and overmatched, and, and they were. And then, you're right, they caught the break in Kansas losing. I think a Kansas-UConn game would have been really, really good, and that one could have gone either way. And then in terms of matchups, again, you're 100% right. Having Gonzaga upset and beat UCLA – that was a break for for UConn because otherwise they would have played a uh, I think a team that would have been more capable and more likely of potentially beating them. Then they get to the Final Four. You're right; they have a history of getting to weird and wonky Final Fours. But credit to UConn; they take advantage of them. And try I I don't really love like the program hierarchy, prestige talk, and conversations. But yeah, they they've got to be that they've got to be up there. They have many national championships as indiana they've got a better all-time winning percentage than indiana uh, obviously just a totally and completely different 25 years than than the hoosiers i think you got to put them above iu in the basketball pecking order uh, i think you could i think it's probably uk kansas unc duke uconn uh, uh, ucla those those are the six uh, uh, definitively the six and Anybody can have a different order of those six, and you could probably have a pretty good argument for it. So I think UConn now moves up to that, that next tier of the elite of elite. And I'm sometimes hesitant to put UCLA there just because they, they really only are a John Wooden program. That being said, McCronin's done better as of late. Yeah. And they got, you uh, have the most national championships. So that's got to count for something. They so. got the Larry O'Bannon
1: title and then not Larry O'Bannon, uh, <laughs> but Larry O'Bannon, Ed, he Ed, didn't win a championship. Ed O'Bannon, excuse me. And then they, uh, the Kevin Love run um, was pretty fun too. That's uh, true. Even that's though they true. didn't win any with Ben and They went to, was it three straight final fours? Um, yeah, at least were, two. At least two. Yeah. Um, the Somebody made this point the other day, and I forgot who it was, but UConn is basically Duke right now. They're tied for the same amount of titles, but like Duke wasn't anything until K got there. I think they had one Final Four prior. And then UConn's very similar. Were, uh, they had nothing before 99. Now, they were good in the early 90s under Calhoun. Uh, they got upset by Leitner uh, in an Elite Eight game in, I want to say, '90. Um, but they have very much a, it, it, it's very similar except, uh, they don't get the same amount of hate. And I think it's just because like Kimba was so much fun and not like a Hurley or a, um, just, you know, insert like obnoxious Duke player, right? Like they haven't had the same obnoxious amount of players, but, maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's all in the eyes of the beholder. Um, Gosh, and Hurley, there's a I, I, I kind of can I jump ahead on the thorn sex on T.J. Yeah, absolutely, something? it's your radio show, buddy. Go ahead. There was um, so sorry for the long text. Watching UConn absolutely dominate this first half of tournament general has ticked me off even more as a U.K. fan. They have several really good players, and it's not just a one or two stud team. How in the hell do we continue to not have enough or the right guys year in year out? How are we not able to get some of these second tier role players? that are really dang good. Even the backup Goofy White Big Man is solid. This makes me realize there are a lot of good players out there, and uh, someone end up with drama queens or guys that just don't. And we somehow end up with drama queens or guys that just don't pay enough. There is a very much a, um, like, roster building, I think, is the most important thing missing from this program right now, where the transfer portal threw a wrench into things, and Trying to find the like Cal just hasn't found the right balance. Um, and also finding the right balance of people who will come to be a role player and you, you have very defined role, like Joey Calcaterra, right? That guy was playing at San Diego. Who is San Diego even Division One or are they? They are, yes, they're okay. Division One, but I mean, like they just got like a uh, from San Diego to come in and come off the bench and be awesome, right? Like it, it it felt like as you said earlier TJ that they had a very um uh, there, there weren't any liabilities and you've got to give credit to Bobby Hurley not only for the roster building but making sure that everybody knows what their job is, what their role is so that the sum is is greater than the individual parts. And it, and that's really that, that that's the frustrating part is on paper, sometimes you look at these guys that Kentucky brings in, and you're like, okay, this fits together, and this fits together, and then it just that that's not the product that you that you see when they roll out the balls uh, on the court at Reparata. I, I
0: also think UConn just somehow manages to stay in the sweet spot of Kansas, Kentucky, UNC, Duke. They get all the headlines in college basketball for better and for worse. As Kentucky is all too familiar with as of late, unfortunately, where UConn can kind of stay under the radar, but still recruit at a really high level in the Big East. And every so often they just get the right formula and they take advantage of it and and they win. And they've now won with several different coaches in, in, in several decades, although all more recent and it's it's impressive. You just have to tip your cap to them, in my opinion. But it is like, again, if Kentucky gets hot and when UK got hot, we heard about it. Kentucky went 38. zero, And they got more negatively recruited against than they ever have ever in the history of UK basketball. To the point that it actually did impact them. UK was fine. You still got Jamal Murray. You still got Scal. You still put together good classes in the intermediate. And you can say what you want about Scal. But at the time, it was still a great get when when you landed him. Although there were some eligibility concerns. But it all panned out. Not really. Kind of. However, they got super negatively recruited against because they had too much talent and you were not going to get a ton of playing time because you were going to get platooned and stuff like that. It was absolutely outlandish and ridiculous. And we've and, and Duke's been there as well. People recruit negatively against Duke all the time and in that case, rightfully so. Uh, and, and it's nothing that UNC and Kansas I'm sure doesn't, don't deal with from different portions it just seems like they kind of rotate who's at the top of the mountain and then quietly just behind the scenes UConn will build this team that ends up just surprising everybody and in hindsight maybe it shouldn't be a surprise but they're always they 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 seem like every so often they start to play their best basketball in March and it's just a a machine that, that can't be stopped and yes unfortunately twice UK has been been a part of, uh,
1: of the path of destruction there. <sighs> it, it, Into in, the negative point to TJ, not just negative recruiting, but like when UConn stunk, they weren't like the whole college basketball world wasn't focusing and writing about the death of UConn and they need a divorce because every, re- like it just, yeah, it's a good point. <sighs> and they like, then they got an NCAA stuff with Calhoun, you know, like yeah. they, they
0: they did People get in trouble. That. They did have stuff going on, and just uh, but 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 more power to them. They take advantage of it. We, that's not something I'm going to whine about. If if you're UK, just you deal with it, and you still find ways to win. And I would really really love five national championships in 25 years of my life. That would be uh, cool. There's been three. There's been three in 30 32 years. So that's not that's not too shabby. But it ain't five and 25.
1: No, no, it ain't. It ain't five and twenty-five. But. Right, so that
0: would put me at fifty-seven. So I, I would take five national championships by the time I turn fifty-seven, God
1: willing. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. That'd be fun. I would. I would like more Final Fours, though. I would like to play in the Final Weekend, and you know, go to Phoenix or wherever it is. that, yeah, that, just, that would be fun.
0: I was thought, watching One Shining Moment. And they showed Oscar's face for, like, a split second. And as far as Mm -hmm. I know, that was the extent of the U.K. coverage. I knew they showed the free throw. Yeah, they had the
1: ball getting stuck. Those were the two UK clubs.
0: And I was like, ah man, that stinks. Of course they're out uh, to get UK. And it's like, no, you know what? Don't play two tournament games. You want more, more shining moments, go win the damn thing. Then you'll be on one shining moment. Then they can't ignore you. Get to the final four. Then they'll show you on one shot, one shining moment. There are two teams that play six games. There's four teams that play five. There's eight teams that, that play four, so on and so forth. You played two, you played two games. So yeah, you're not going to be on one shining moment. And uh, I I used to kind of that's that's a UK problem. That's not a that's not a CBS One Shining Moment
1: problem. Ooh. Did you all see the One Shining Moment analytics? Yes. Um, I, I, Justin, I'm sure you did not, but so I'm I'm going to lay them out for you here. I've yet to uh, watch it. Well, this is just the analytics of One Shining Moment over the years. Now this obviously changed last night, but before the new One Shining Moment came out, Timothy Burke. He crunched the numbers on all of the um, the one-shining moments over the years. So dating back to 1987, only five programs have appeared in one-shining moment collectively more than three minutes, which three minutes is the runtime for one-shining moment. Can you name the five programs that have been in one-shining moment for more than three minutes over the last 35 years?
2: North Carolina.
1: Correct. Duke. Number three. Number one, Duke. Correct.
2: Uh, it's got to be UConn up there now, right?
1: Uh, they, they are fifth. Correct. Wow. Scoots. Uh, only two to go.
2: Um, I'm going to say Kentucky.
1: Yeah. Number four. 407. All right. Wow. So, this so, is almost a queen sweep. So I'm
2: missing number two, right? Correct. Has to be Kansas.
1: I, nailed it. Come wow. on. That that's great, Justin. You know, uh, I was sitting around with my family last night watching the game, and they had some laughable, um, laughable guesses. And you just nailed it right away. So it makes up for all of the uh, all of the insults we were throwing your way while, while ch- <laughs> chit chatting. Way you go, Scoots. Hour
0: one done. Scoots, do you have the Nance call pulled up? Do you have it pulled up?
2: I do. Yeah. You want to go wants, out with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, just go out with that. Right. This is him saying goodbye. We'll be back though. We're not saying goodbye. We'll be back for hour number two coming up next. But this is this is Nance signing off one last time.
2: We're at a loss. We're, we're at a loss. We're at a loss for sure. The goat. Let's remember. One thing I learned through all of this is everybody has a dream. And everybody has a story to tell. Just try to find that story. Be kind. You've told it better than most. Let me tell you. Can I tell you one other thing? I mean this. I have to try to play off, hello, friends. But to you, everybody in the college game, my CBS family, my family, all the viewers. Thank you for being my friend. Over. You say over? I ain't heard no family!
1: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
2: Nothing is over until we decide it is!
1: With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro.
0: Welcome back,
1: hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, here on the Big X Force. out.
0: FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Going to be nice and warm today once the rain clears out. I think it could get into the 80s today, which is very exciting. It's, It's golf season. We did mention the golf card on the Twitter space, but Roush probably should mention it again on radio. And it's such a great deal, people need to hear about it.
1: Yeah, because uh, you can play some of the best courses in the area for under 25 bucks around if you visit com, That's where you can order them online. Uh, whether you want to check out Christmas Lake and Santa Claus, Elk Run, uh, the new edition, Park Mammoth in Park City. Um, what else we got on there? I'm, I, Old Capital? Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, Valley Christmas View, Lake. A right. lot of great courses, Ralph. Yeah. A lot of nice courses. So uh, many are saying the best courses. Yeah. Pretty great. Pretty great. So check them out today. Uh, 812-725-1457.
0: 812-725-1457. Or as Roush said, you can get it at BigXSportsRadio.com as well. Limited supply. Get them today. Great gift, too, for uh, the golfer in your life. If there's a birthday coming up, maybe Mother's Day or even early Father's Day gift. Never too Never too early to, to think ahead. So, big exports radio golf card. It's really the gift that keeps on giving, if you ask me. Text on into the Thornton's text line 5024141450. 1450. The text line is powered by Thornton's. Fuel up, save money if you are a refreshing rewards member every time you go to Thornton's. Different levels of saving, but minimum three cents. Who doesn't want that? And then also on the app, you can check out great deals inside the store. Great breakfasts, great lunch. They've got wings as well. And you can also get Hmm. a 32-ounce soft drink for 89 cents. That's correct. For under a dollar. Thornton's is great. The text line's great. Why don't we read some text?
1: I just got uh, 20 cents off a gallon. On my Thornton's app.
0: Whoa! How'd you yeah. get that?
1: Because I'm a frequency reward member, man. They, they hook you up at Thornton's. That's all. That's a big deal. Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. So that's why you need to download the refreshing rewards app today. Um, what else? What, what are we going to discuss today? We checked off the national championship. Um, I, I, I'm i not unplugged from a vacation perspective. Um but I'm curious on what what all has been touched on from over the weekend, all the other Shenanigans. Uh, What what was Jack's scoop that that we had to get to?
0: Oh, man, it's juicy stuff. And I I, I just, I can't recommend enough. If you are into this sort of stuff, checking out his work, throw throw him a few bones for for his service and, and what he's doing but the the KSR Plus board, he does a great job. Obviously, I, House of Blue, I think they, they do fine work as well. I like Chris Fisher. Uh, there's enough to go around, but Jack has posted some good intel there, and I highly recommend it checking out. And then, of course, like it ended up over on House of Blue within just like minutes. But that's the way that's the way the information goes. But you know that you can get it first if you're following along with jack over there so great stuff to him but he seems very very convinced that you're gonna is you're gonna leave and go somewhere else he's out he he is making like he seems like there's just no chance that he stays which is still just wild to me and i don't think it's necessarily the end all be all i think uk can get somebody better we talked a lot about that yesterday but Just somebody that UK has wanted, and somebody that Calipari has talked, made googly eyes with, and flattered, and said all the right things to the media about. Didn't play them, of course, but said all the right things to the media about them. And somebody that UK wants around, or at least seemingly wants around, is they're going to to lose. It'll be, in my opinion, the first time
1: in the Cal era. Well, it it would be comparable to the Shane Sharp situation, other than. There's, there appeared to be a refusal to play last year, whereas this year it was more so of like, well, Uganda's not totally ready yet, and we've got this national player of the year, Oscar Sheboy, coming back. Yeah. Yeah, so. well,
0: yeah, I, but I'm talking about transfers out, and Shaden Sharp oh. wasn't a transfer out. He, he went to the draft. So, specifically talking transfers, I don't know if UK's lost a transfer that they've... Marcus Lee, there was a spot for him, and I, I I didn't want him to go, uh, but, but he he yeah. he did. He he not no, it wouldn't
1: be to this degree though. No, like there's no, been some good players leave, sure. but not anything like when Johnny Juzang left, like he was a good player, but you kind of you got we it. got it. We
0: understood why he did it, also pandemic and moving closer to home, of course.
1: Uh, same thing with Keon Brooks. You're like, okay, we get Brooks, it. Brooks was just
0: kind of you kind of felt like it was maybe time to try something a little different, mm-hmm. nobody really blamed him. Hopkins, I didn't want to lose, but like it was also you. You looked at what Kentucky had, and we didn't think it was that big of a deal. And at different times of the year, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I think it all worked out fine. Uh, he's returning for another season, by the way. at Providence, shout out to Kim English. He was able to get pretty much everybody to just stay calm, stay put. I think they maybe lost one dude, but they're going to be a, a top twenty team to to start next year. And Turns out all
1: you have to do is just play your players in one on one, and that'll get them to stay.
0: Yeah, that's a, he just must be schooling everybody there in the gyms at Providence. But you know, so that's that's exciting there for for Bryce Hopkins. We'll get to, to see more of him. But I don't know Roush. I just find it strange that UK is going to lose somebody that that they they supposedly really want. Uh, But this seems handler-driven. That seems to be the buzzword of the month is handlers, handlers, handlers. They've always been an impact in college basketball recruiting. That's not necessarily anything new. Uh, It did seem like maybe Cal did a better job of being able to have those folks disassociated. Obviously, Bam out of bio is one person uh, that comes to mind. He had a handler and once uk got to uk that handler got squeezed and he you didn't hear from him again now i guess cal doesn't have as much magic being able to to get somebody to lexington and kind of get and probably you know that could be totally directed at nil there's just so much money to go around those people ain't gonna leave
1: the one thing that i don't get is how could it be like what's changed since august you know I mean, yeah, I,
0: I agree, but I guess just maybe the pressure put on by another school and some of the nil promises and maybe playing time promises there and some negative recruiting about how he was used this year or wasn't used or – I don't know, but by all accounts, everybody acts like Uganda loves Kentucky, like loves UK, loves Cal. Like if it was up to him, he'd still be hanging around, which is makes the whole situation sad if true. Of course, we're speculating, but it's a radio show, so that's what we're doing. but. I, I, it's weird to me. It's a it's a weird situation, and it also I know a lot of people are really high on the wear fella from Oregon. He yeah. averaged six and four, which I I get it. That's better numbers than than Uganda, but like I don't think that's a sure thing. I, right. I don't think it's a sure thing. So I almost feel like it puts a lot of pressure on Hunter Dickinson because what other bigs are you comfortably going to get
1: if you lose Uganda? And the other aspect of it is just the familiarity with the program and everything like you having a, an entire rotating door every year it's just very difficult it just puts more strain on you and you' gone coming back could have alleviated some of that stress right because by all intents and purposes he's a pretty delightful guy uh, yeah. you know they, they like being around him that yeah. The, keeping up the continuity, all of that, like that, it, that 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 part of it, hurts, um, and you don't know, like having to, having to rely on successfully getting a big out of the portal is just not not a game I like to play. I feel like you're 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 kind of playing with fire there.
0: I would love – Hunter Dickinson would check those boxes for me, and then there was somebody that said that Jack had said that he's not an option for UK. I did not personally hear or I didn't read see that, that from yeah. Jack. Um, so if he did, I did not see it. I know that that was out there that Jack had said that maybe I'd missed it on, on one of the live sources says, but
1: well, I, it might be just more of a, like, he hasn't heard that that's like a surefire thing. You know what I mean? Like that, that there's been a think, lot of headway made on that. also think Maryland
0: hired like his old AU coach or something like that. And he's from the DMV area, so people think he could maybe go to Georgetown or Maryland or somewhere, somewhere around there. I, I don't know. I'm, but if you gotta leave, it's threat level midnight at the big situation for UK. And you may say you have Bradshaw, you'll be fine. You you got him. If Livingston can come back, you can, you you can make it work. You can get pushed. Look, look at that national championship game. You think Bradshaw's? Uh, How's he mixing up in the middle of all that?
1: Yeah. Well, and to add to this, um, not, it, it, it's not just what you would lose from the team, from the physicality, like what he's bringing production was, but the optics of it all would just be horrific. And there's another thing that could be, could could be bad for the optics too, because um, I, I think it's clear that, Oscar is going to uh, try to go the NBA route. That's the ideal. Uh, I, ideally, he's ready to move on. Um, but the way Jack put it, it's if he comes back, it's, it's coming back to another college. And I don't know. I don't know. I think Kentucky fans, there might be some of their heads would explode. Like, I'm not just, worried
0: about that. I, I don't think he's going to go to another college.
1: I think he's just going to go to the NBA as well because – the numbers floating around like he could get this much dollars by going to another school. And it's like, yeah, I think your people are just making that up. Like he ain't, he ain't getting more money at another school than he'd get at UK. And just anytime you hear a nil number, I just am always skeptical. Like it's out there for a reason, you know, I'm the
0: same way. I'm the same way. I I, I think that an interesting thing with like, you if he doesn't, if he goes somewhere else again, it'd be because the NBA told him no, and I think UK would have told him no, and not literally that the NBA would tell him no, but like the feedback would be so Bad. not great that he doesn't really. really have another choice. And I, I, I don't. I, that's a really interesting situation, and it may be one where, like again, it I, I would, I, I really would like to know the answer to it. But if Oscar was just like. I'm making great money here like I may you know I, I much was made last year when he was when the nil stuff was going to get approved so he could send some money back to his family it, what if he what's what if he's in a situation where he's I'm, I'm able to provide I've got a good spot I love Lexington Cal I'd really like to come back for my one final season I'd, I'd, I'd like one one more run. I would really love to know what you Cal UK Cal, what his opinion would be on that? What he'd do? Because I think he'd say no.
1: Yeah, thanks, for it. no, thanks, sort of deal. Yeah.
0: He'd say like it's. I think that he really wants him to go pro. I think he really wants to. It's really time for him to go chase his his I, dreams.
1: I will say though, if there was going to be a Oscar, has his like I, I think we learned that his offensive liabilities aren't as limited as we previously thought this year. Uh, but we did just see how bad he is defensively in the pick and roll and how bad he is at passing the basketball. But isn't Aaron Bradshaw kind of the ideal person to pair with Oscar at the four?
0: Yeah, like uh, that That was really when UK was kind of cooking is when Jacob was a threat from the perimeter or at least able to extend the floor with his jump shots you would know you'd have that in Bradshaw. You you would have mm-hmm. a, one of the bettering what but one of the better shooting bigs in college basketball there. So you you Yeah. And then also his length you would appreciate a little bit more. Again, we talked I talked about yesterday about how Toppin ended up being a bit of an underwhelming shot blocker. He was best at tracking down fast break layups, but pretty much anywhere else he wasn't overly reliable with blocking shots or or being a threat to block shots or get a piece uh, of shots. Didn't really use his length or bounce as much in that area as he did in some other spots. But Bradshaw, he's not the bounciest dude in the world, but he's super long and he is athletic. So his length is is going to matter. I just, I don't want it to be Bradshaw at the five and his one and only backup is Lance Ware.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can't have that. Not
0: that that's... I don't see a spot like where Lance can go provide some valuable minutes. UK's having a tough time rebounding. The other team's got a two sixty pound big that's bruising go. inside. You throw go be in physical, their... man. Just yeah. Let him go get a few fouls out there. Yeah. But if it's like, hey, Bradshaw turns his ankle, uh, Lance, you're gonna be the starting center for two weeks. No. No, you can't let that happen. The, the, the stakes are too high. You just can't let that happen. You got to go get another. If your is going to leave, you got to go get another big. And I know some people are listening. They're like, "Why hasn't he mentioned anything about Damian Collins? I, somebody else too. I, you can't rely on Damian Collins either. Your front court can't be Damian Collins and Bradshaw. It will get eaten alive. You have to have a little bit more strength and muscle. And then you may say, "Well, that's what Lance wears for. Somebody else too. You can't mess around." You got to make it right. You got to you got to be competitive. There's got to be a March run. Final the Final Four drought's entirely too long. Mm -hmm. You can't mess around with it. So if you're gonna now, if you have Uganda and Bradshaw and Collins and Ware, and I doubt that that's gonna. It certainly doesn't sound like that's going to be what it is. Then that's probably good enough. I still am a little bit worried about if Uganda is going to be able to. to take that jump. I'm not so sure if he will be or, or won't be. So I'm still not 100% convinced on that, but at least it's enough bodies. You probably would have enough talent. You know you can probably rely at least on Bradshaw offensively a little bit. But you got to do something in the portal, I'm thinking. That's what it's looking like, Roush. And mm-hmm. stakes are high because bigs don't come around all that often. You'll probably get another big name or two in the, in the front court on the transfer portal. But... It's almost – it's a little looking like Hunter Dickinson and Bus. A lot of people like the, the the four or the wing or the two. He can play multiple positions from northern Colorado. That doesn't help you in in the regards that we're talking about, though. I'm okay with that guy. I, I, I'm not 100% sure. I'm big on Cryer, Roush. If there's one person in the port yeah. that I want more than the Oral Roberts guy.
1: Yeah, and I – it's one of those things where, like, I, I try not to get too, okay, this, I just try not to push my chips in too much on any one particular player in the transfer portal, because I'm not going to say it's early in the process, but, like, you know, the next two weeks are really when most of the names are going to go in and out, so I, I try not to jump all in on some more than others, but, yeah, Crower would be awesome. <laughs> Cryer would be awesome. This is another thing that, like, you,
0: you hope that Calipari's doing the right stuff. We have reason to doubt more now than ever, unfortunately. But it, what's the there's a lot of rumors around Dillingham. Is he if he's not going to be a part of the equation, move quickly, go get Cryer would be exactly what you're looking for. That dude averaged nearly 15 points per game in the Big 12 last year, which Bob Huggins said was the toughest conference he's ever gone against in his history of coaching, which he has played in some really good conferences. That's a why, and Cryer and just dominated. Baylor's backcourt, in my opinion, I think was probably the, the best collectively in the Big 12, which is high praise, and he was a big he was a big part of that. People are conflicted about what he brings defensively. I think he's good enough. I think I think he's better than Antonio Reeves.
1: Mm-hmm. And I,
0: gosh, if you could have him and Reeves and Wagner, there's shooting, there's penetration, there's getting to the line, there's making the free throws. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'd be so good! It'd be so great. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, and if you have Dillingham, I like Dillingham a lot. I think there could be games he has thirty points at UK. I really, I really do. I also think he could be inconsistent. I think he could struggle. I think he could go weeks with maybe not having good games at UK. I think he's just that type of player that's going to have some really high highs and really low lows. That's something that needs to be considered just in its own right. And then let alone all the rumors about whether or not he may just not go to college at all. That's the big one. And you can't, you just can't mess around. I'm going to say that a lot this summer and this spring you just can't mess around for this season. You need to be deep. You can't be afraid to hurt feelings. If somebody gets buried out on the bench, then so be it. They can transfer after the season's over. They can leave middle of the year if that's what they want to do. But you need to bring in the best collection of talent where you're not going to be able to to miss. You're not going to be able to whiff.
1: Nope. Um but I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm on pins and needles, but there is just a, like a lot of anticipation here because it doesn't feel like we've had a lot of like we're still kind of waiting around for <laughs> still waiting around for people to make decisions right like that's oh it all it all very much feels in the
0: balance i agree with you it, we're, it, we're, it, it, it is very supposed, like it's exciting uh, it's nerve-wracking it's anxious because you just don't know you know a few big moves a few departures and then a few transfers going elsewhere then you're you're like well hold, hold on here the, what what's the play next? And again, it still is relatively early in the transfer portal. This stuff's going to drag out throughout April and even some, maybe even later than that, but it'll go throughout this entire month and it's still early April, but it it is, it's, uh, it, it's exciting, but it's also like, you know, if it doesn't go in your way, then your whole season, even before it starts, mm-hmm. even months
1: before it starts, you feel a little bit more nervous about. It. Yeah. Yeah. And, Especially just like the outgoing guys. I mean, we've had. I mean, it was a different time, but typically a lot of those decisions, it was just like this. Soon as the season was over, with all right, let's just move on. Uh, we know he's going to the NBA, but now there's just a lot of. I mean, Jacob Toppin and Casey Wallace are the only people who've gone. Jacob Toppin, Casey Wallace, and Severe Wheeler only people that have gone on the record. Like, what? What are we? What are we waiting on, folks? Let's get this ball rolling.
0: Yeah, and it, it seems like Livingston could potentially be going elsewhere. And we kind of threw that in there, but there were there are reports that Oscar could potentially transfer to another college. I'll I i I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not so worried about that. That would be weird, though. I'd, it'd be weird. And then if you end weird. up with – well, I don't think that would happen. I don't think there would be a scenario where Oscar would leave. And, and maybe that's the answer. Maybe they're just like, you know what? It, it went pretty good for the most part one year defensively. It was kind of a disaster. The next, we'll just figure something out, Oscar. Come on back. If we're worried about you gonna leave it and whatnot, maybe that maybe that's the maybe that's the safest or the simplest solution here. I don't know. I don't know. But he's got a decision to make. Mm. Everybody's got some decisions to make. And as Roush said, it's it's pretty, it's pretty nerve wracking.
1: I can feel the tension in my neck already.
0: Let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll get to the text line, Scoots, Let me ask you this: Are we maybe just like short? Of, are we fine? Or can we skip a break because you, you know, you slept in a little bit?
2: Quite the opposite, actually. We're gonna we're we are going to we are going to miss a break today if we don't take another. We'll miss two.
0: I don't know how that is. I mean, we didn't like the show started at eight twenty five. We took two at the turn. Now we're taking another one.
1: Turn two. That's fine. Technically, Whatever. we're supposed
2: All to right. take three in the first hour. One before the show, one in the middle, and then one at the end, which we combined with the top of but we had the a break
0: the technically from 7 to 7.25. But
2: we didn't because track. it was dead air. It wasn't just commercials running. It was dead air.
0: Well, whose fault's that?
2: Uh Mine. Muffle.
0: We'll come back. One final segment. We love our advertisers. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin. If
2: you
1: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, You don't like fiction. Yeah, I guess you could say that. What is your favorite fictional piece of anything?
0: Do you you like Jurassic Park?
2: Uh, Jurassic Park was good, but that's real. I mean, that happened at one point. Welcome
1: to Jurassic Park.
0: No, not with no, people, but I mean yeah, there, no. was, there was like there not was we've never story. cloned an island of dinosaurs yeah, and then well, the island had an electrical failure, so it, the dinosaurs got out.
2: It at least had the feeling of something that could have happened.
0: I'm simply saying that life uh finds a way.
2: I love Jurassic Park. I mean, couldn't we have always been a dinosaur theoretically
0: guy. that we get space technology where we're going all over the galaxy. Nope. That can't happen? Nope. I mean it's literally happening. Nope.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh uh, that was about special request from Nick Roush because um, it's very rare uh, TJ, I don't know about you but the, the folks in my life I don't, I don't I don't talk shop with a lot of my friends. I don't talk work that I don't think a lot of my friends listen to the radio show. Um, but my sister uh, she she listens in, on her commute. Um, she's a big fan of KRC and she just were we dragging scoots? I don't know. But Scoots got brought up in conversation a lot this weekend, and <laughs> when, when <laughs> somehow the the Jurassic I don't, I don't know how we got to that point because like he's he likes Jurassic Park, but he doesn't watch fictional things like what the what? what is wrong with this guy? Oh, it's great. just had a good time all busting scoots' chops without Scoots actually being there to to get busted.
2: That's why my ears were ringing. I was wondering. Now I got Scooch's it
0: Scooch is the most interesting man in radio <laughs> As Nance said, everybody's got a story Scooch's is wild <laughs> It really it really is a pretty wild Wild life you've lived, buddy I've, I've had
2: a good life, yeah, no doubt
0: Now you just sleep in all the time <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get to this Thornton's text line Roush, we need to make a note To talk more football tomorrow um, I, I didn't get I wasn't at the fan day on Saturday. I did a little recap and did more. Just it's nice that Learys kind of assumed the leadership role. You got to have that out of your quarterback. But maybe more football analysis tomorrow. Yeah,
1: works for me. We got hey, we got, we
0: got nothing but time.
1: Wow. Uh, Unlike summer, Scoots, no time.
0: Hello, summer radio. Although we got the Batcats to yeah to help us out, and they play today, Dayton, I believe. Yeah, the Flyers. It's going to be amazing amazing weather. I really would would like to go. I'm almost 95% sure I'm not going to, but for those that live in Lexington, if you lived within like a 10 20 minute drive, man, that's going to be awesome tonight. And go support them because they're winning. And if they win, that's all we that's all we want. That's all we want out of the baseball program. So, nice little midweek game again. I think it's Dayton
1: yeah, that's right. Dayton, and then uh, road trip to Georgia this weekend.
0: Yeah, that's a big one because that's your last one against not just the the gauntlet. Right, you, right. You, you need to take you need to take advantage of it, even if it's on the, the road. Schedule
1: all of the, the, the Kentucky is number ten in the country now. First time they've been in the top ten in five years. But um, yeah, they're like the sixth SEC team or something like that, and they yeah, play all that, of them towards the back end of the schedule. Although they are head of Tennessee, who's at number eleven, suck it to the Vols. Ah, big old suckety suck 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 it to the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, TJ, you need to look up the uh, where the Texan starts, and I need to tell our listeners about Shady Rays because uh, it's been it's been good keeping those uh, eyes covered. And guess what, TJ? We even we let Duke get in the Shady Rays game because it's getting sunny. He doesn't like the sun in his eyes, so he. We, we had to get him a pair, and it's the best It's the best route to go for kids, too, because they break them or lose them, which he will. All I got to do is poof, smash that replacement pair button. They'll be on my way in no time for a small, minimal handling fee, and it's great. I uh, used promo code X in my first purchase. Got 25% off the best shades in town, uh, locally made, shadyrays.com. Well done.
0: We love them. A texter says, Roush said Kaysen Wallace was taking his talents to the NBA. It's old, LOL. Yeah, somebody had texted in yesterday and said people saying taking their talents is old, and we didn't get where it was coming from. But that's where it's coming from. Oh, you had uh, written about it with Casey Wallace.
1: Yeah, I, I sent off a tweet from a golf course on Saturday morning. Sue me.
0: <laughs> Everybody calm down. It's not a big deal. Everybody, yeah, calm down. down. Gosh. What Everybody. About- wouldn't shock me if Dickinson heads back to Michigan in the nil era. This kind of thing could create a bidding war. I know Timmy didn't really consider leaving Gonzaga last summer, but Dickinson may be capitalizing on the hoopla that the situation caused. I, I could see that potentially happening. It, it doesn't, it does seem like he is looking to go elsewhere, but I don't think that's uh, impossible. But I, I bet he probably actually goes.
1: It seems like he may. Yeah. And especially for a guy who's, I mean, how long has he been in Michigan? 16 you know. years. Yeah, I think for some of these COVID guys, some of it's just needing a... Um, change need, of scenery. Yes, exactly, exactly. And maybe a to change. He needed to change things up and pull one out of Trevor's playbook today.
2: And maybe it's because I talked to Trevor last night. Maybe i had something to do with it. He just drug you down? Yeah. He
0: yeah. probably whispered his magic little voodoo. By too. the
2: way, I had to, after our show yesterday, our second segment of... Our second segment didn't fire off on the radio, so I had to call Trevor. I was like, oh, 9.30, he's not going to be awake. Answered on the first call. And I was like, Trevor, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, well, I got in the hot tub last night, so I went to bed about 10.30. Can you all believe that?
1: No. Like, what? So, that hot tub still works?
2: He's he's a changed man.
1: Well, I think he's out on the road.
2: He is out on the road.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say. The having the inflatable hot tub, you know, I'm sure it's a. Oh, it's someone who enjoys a, a good above ground pool, like I'm not going to ju- be too judgmental, but you think we think Trevor's taking care of that thing for it to still operate and function. He said yeah. it's.
2: He said it's time for an upgrade. He was thinking about getting one when he gets back. So there you go.
0: What else did y'all talk about?
2: Um, we talked a little about the Rutherford show because I'm producing. For The Rutherford Show Wednesday through Friday this week So we had to, we just touched base a little bit on that stuff
0: Did he tell you like the things Mike likes and doesn't like? No Like Mike and I I've
2: I've got to figure all that out on my own
0: Did I'm not going to do the Bobby
2: voice, I'll tell you that
0: Well that's good That's a a, a guarantee Who, who, uh, Mike loves Morgan Wallen Okay to play a lot of Morgan Wallen.
2: Oh, I'm not picking the music. Trevor's picking the music.
0: Oh, pick the music.
2: No, I don't want that responsibility. It's a three-hour oh, yeah. show. I got to pick out like eight
1: songs to play. Oh man, really, really tough job. <laughs> yeah,
0: no kidding. Like <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you all the music. <laughs> all right,
2: you send me music, I'll play it.
0: Uh, so, what days are you doing it?
2: Uh, tomorrow through Friday.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Three days. Right. It's a lot of Morgan Ball. That's
2: a lot of three-hour radio shows.
0: <laughs> You'll be all right. He he carries the show. You act like it's it's so hard.
2: No, it's not hard. It's just that's such a long time. Like any time I even produce for them when they're like out on location, three hours just takes so freaking long. Especially when it's something you don't care about, like Louisville sports. <laughs>
1: excuse <laughs> I need you to talk this much like I need you to bring this energy to the Rutherford show I might get the, the I might fired up just kind of s- talk about Dan McDonald not winning the big one I, mean, <laughs> I might so get all... kicked
2: off I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would be a great way like I didn't like doing the three-hour show so I just talked trash the but whole yeah time.
2: May- maybe that should be my mindset just go in trying to get kicked off <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think you'd be a good a good villain. <laughs> Just some Indiana guy coming in and I don't know hurricane. if I I
2: don't know if I got villain in me.
0: A texter, a texter says, "Come on, TJ, paying a guy twenty five dollars for a two hour mowing job is pretty low. Please tell me you tip him another fifteen or twenty. Not only do you lose your man card for not mowing your own grass, you lose
1: your dignity. Oh my gosh, this person could take out their suck it and suck it. That's a and, and you're saying it's a two-hour mowing job. You're being very—I uh, think you're being a little overgenerous there. Like uh, t- t- twenty-five dollars is more—that's more, that's more than enough thing. money for a for one yard. That's like an average size yard. You have an average size yard. It just—it can be a little tricky going around some things. It,
0: It's—it takes me two hours with a push mower. That dude on his little riding mower gets done with it in like thirty minutes tops. Yeah. Like he said, he zoomed. It actually is really impressive. He zooms around it, uh, but it, I, I, I have no shame. I have no guilt. I did learn that they did. Thanks a lot, Joe Biden, but it, it is now a $30 cut, but mm. that's okay. I, I can deal with that. Although try Kentucky Krogh, great guy. He reached out, tried to help about the lawnmower. He could be totally re, be right, but something's definitely wrong with it. It, it is. It, it's, it's, well, it's you, got wrong.
1: a lawnmower repair shop right there in Lennytown.
0: Yeah, but I tell you what, I, I like my little car that I have, the SUV that I have, but it, it is tough to get the mower in there at a comfortable spot where you don't have to worry about it rolling out or falling out of the car. My little Solera that I had out of college, that was, much, that, that was much better. You just put that bad boy in the trunk, that had a deep old trunk. You didn't have to worry about any lawnmowers moving around with that. Uh, so that's interesting, but yeah, I'll have to find a way to get it up there. I'll put it in the car and just have to strap it up real good. Won't
1: be an issue. We'll figure it out. Yeah, not it, worried about it. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out. It. Um, I will say though that is one like I'm. That's a chore that I like to do. It's just like all right, Dad gets a, uh, an hour of Dad time. Just pushing the. It's just a. It's a nice chore. It's a nice chore. I
0: scooch agrees. I also like cutting the grass. Like I do enjoy it, but. The time it takes me for that price, for how often, like it's just kind of a no brainer, just getting that extra time to do other stuff. But I do enjoy it. I need to put that time instead in like pulling weeds and other yard yeah, upkeep because that, my yard sad. is horrible. But mm. yeah, I agree. It's fun. It's a good time. Scooch really likes drinking beer when mm. he's doing his. Yeah.
2: Which Kentucky Kroeg said I needed an interlock device on my mower. I told him I could not have an interlock device after he explained what it was because my lawnmower would never start. and My lawn would turn into a jungle.
0: That's part of the reason why people forget that summer stinks. I know it's not summer yet, but just having to mow the lawn all the time, bugs, bees, hornets, wasp, you know, stinks. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with that stuff in the winter. And now that we can, I think it's going to like get a little cooler in a couple of days, but now that we can turn the page officially on winter, what a great winter that was. That was, that was pretty that was pretty light, folks That wasn't too bad at
1: all yeah. We had the uh, Christmas time Where it was very frigid and cold And we got a lot of snow But really, besides that five day stretch or so I think that was, it was really all the severe weather we got
2: Y'all want to hear a crazy story There was a guy that uh, checked into the hotel yesterday And my co-worker was like Oh, hey, welcome back, yada yada And she, he had been there a few months ago And she was. They started talking, and he's and I, I let him know that it was going to be 81 degrees today. I was like, so much better weather than last time you were here. And my coworker goes, oh, so you were here when it was real cold. And I looked at him. I was like, you were here that minus 30 day? He said, yeah, it was something like that. I just looked at him, and I was like, wow, 111 degree temperature change since you've been here last. 111 degree change. How crazy is that?
0: That is pretty crazy. Wow one might even say that's that's a lot of degrees change (laughs) that's uh that's that's kentucky for you and the the cold weather around christmas was nice you know it was good good role play there for the for the holidays but i got a few rounds of golf in too that's always nice that if you can sneak them in 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 the winter but spring and fall that's that's the best golf so that's now that's why you want the big exports radio golf cart go to big exports com. uh Texted texter on the Thordens text line says, Will Levis has – they sent in a tweet from Chad Forbes. It's the tweet about Will Levis yeah. bombing the the interviews and doing this, and he's falling and all this stuff. What do you, what you think
1: of that? Think of this tweet. Um, I mean, like, folks, did this come from, like, somebody at ESPN 680? The hyperbole is crazy. I don't know why people are falling for some guy that they've never heard of. If, if the interviews of a CAA will attempt to work magic – but they don't uh, run the Titans anymore or the Raiders. It's like, all right, dude, you no. Um, I, th- I think it's a little ludicrous, a little over the top. And if it were such a problem, then it would be the draft guys would be discussing it, not just some random dude named Chad Forbes. So, and um, since leave. that, and since that
0: tweet, he's like met with the Raiders. I think maybe yeah. he met with the Titans.
1: He was at the Raiders yesterday. He was in Las yeah. Vegas. So. so.
0: It's probably nonsense. And not saying that that's what's going on here, but you also do get a lot of
1: gamesmanship. In it's smokescreen season. Like we're yeah. in the doldrums of like all the pro days and stuff have ended. Now it's time for NFL teams to just kind of mess with each other and leak out information here and there. Yep. Yep. Hey, fellas. Brad from Bellbrook here.
0: Did we, you already read one, right? No, you read the next one. Yeah, I read the next one. Yeah. yeah. I'll admit that I don't follow the other college message boards or pay too much attention to other fan base opinions, but I fully believe that Kentucky might have the dumbest fans in all of sports. Oh, wow, Brad. Coming in hot. I don't mean that Kentucky fans as a whole are dumb because every fan base has idiots. I'm saying that I think our idiots are the bottom of the stupidity barrel. <laughs> Every Twitter post I read has moronic comments ranging from Calipari basketball roster, football win predictions, and much more. Most of the time, it's blatantly obvious the opinions come from someone who either never played an organized sport or doesn't have the basic understanding of how athletic teams are r- run, and it drives me up a god darn wall. I'm sorry for the long text, but I need to vent without roasting the fellow fans on the interwebs. You all have a tubular Tuesday.
1: Whoa, Brad, Brad. Just stop, stop reading comment sections. And Brad, I,
0: also, there's there's a there's some trolls too that they're just they're there to to make a scene, to cause a stir, to, to get people worked up. It happens. Mm-hmm. But there also are a bunch of goobers too. Yep, lots of goobers. That's well,
1: pronounced goober actually.
0: Incoming fire Cal and hire Dan Hurley tweets in three, two, one. In all seriousness, UConn deserved that title and dominated all tournament long. Now figure it's time for Cal to figure out this roster. Do your best to keep Ugo, but if you can't go land the next best thing in the portal, would love to see them get Dalton, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, and LJ ne- Cryer. Neck. Dalton Neck. We'll keep Net? that. Neck. Net? Okay, got it. Talking about the side of your neck. Easy. Neck. He is fun to watch. He's he is a he's a unique player. Also, I don't really follow the NBA. I will follow it when the playoffs come around. But like, so the Mavs just are not going to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when you think that you're like, oh, Kyrie Irving, surely he won't ruin a team this time. <laughs> what has he done? Ruin a team? It's absolutely
0: wild. How how the especially like with the play-in tournament nowadays? How do you miss out? It's wild a texter says tj did you and johnny get in a lot of fights growing up during childhood no we didn't really like our we didn't cross paths a ton four years is kind of right there on that verge where if it's like three probably you hang out a little bit more we play video games against each other we get into it every so often but not not a ton not a ton
1: Hmm, that's good kumbaya
0: not, no, no, we just didn't really talk. We just didn't talk. Is your
1: sister in
2: the middle of you all? Yes. Gotcha.
0: When we were really little, she, we would, we would get in some, we'd get in some fights and she'd do, I'm sure Roush, maybe you can relay. She'd do the get on the back and kick you thing.
1: on uh what do you mean? Like,
0: like? W- like when we were like seven and eight, like, you yeah. know. Like, where you would be like trying to like get revenge on her, or like hit her with a pencil or something like that. And she would just like get back against a wall and just kick the ever living crap out of you. <laughs> not, not, not a familiar technique in the Roush House. Um, no, I, mean, I, man, you get like a foot to the face. It was just like, it, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty brutal.
1: I, I was, uh, being the oldest and the largest, you know, I didn't get too many, um, uh, didn't catch too many physical blows. No, the, ba- the, the babies
0: always get picked on.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my brother. He was a walking bruise. That kid. <laughs> um, this
0: UConn team simply went or simply was overmatched all tournament. Can't think of a team that was just breezed through the tournament as much as they did. I'm sure there was a team, but can't think of it at the moment. Uh, similar to. Kentucky in 12, UConn probably didn't sweat it out as much as UK did in some games, but UK, none of the games also ever came down to the final possession or the final two possessions.
1: Yeah, in, really in within UK's the UK's run. Yeah, like um, I think it's the kind of once you get to two minutes and there's not a doubt, I, I, I kind of think that that was the case for both the, the Kentucky and the UConn teams. I'm
0: trying to think though, if there were any other ones in between that stretch. Louis, um, Louisville, the Wichita—they had close time. It's they had close games, but they—they they were probably in a similar boat in terms of the final two
1: minutes. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think back because the Villanova runs were, you know, those were all close games. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah. uh, it's hard to think of a team more dominant. I know Baylor just ran away once they got to the Final Four. Because they had a... a
0: Yeah, I don't really remember that run so much.
1: Yeah, but I I don't remember what happened before, but they beat the hell out of Gonzaga in the final and then won their final four pretty convincingly. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, Fellers,
0: when you all play Christmas Lake, let your boy know. I'll bring the bush lattes.
1: Mm, Love me a good bush latte. Um, Another texter says, well, we have... All done with Scoots did this morning. Very little of us have done it as a 30-year-old grown man. She, Scoots, that was a big one.
2: Yeah, I really feel like I'm 22 again.
1: <laughs> it
0: happens, Scoots. Cal was the coach of the year. Turned it all around after some bad losses. Suck it, haters. Hey, the years after UConn has won the title, Kentucky has gone to the Final Four the last two times. So, oh.
1: again, book your spots in Glendale. On our Twitter space, it's pretty cool that you can jump on there and have a radio show. Yeah, that was pretty neat. We did it. Yeah, that's nice. And hindsight, we should have known Wheeler
0: was going to be a problem before he ever stepped on the court. We forget that the dude said he was cheering for Georgia over Kentucky in football last year. When people do forget that. People do forget that. Not sure if there are only two, but Texas Western beat Duke in the 66 Final Four, and then we beat them in the 78 Final.
1: The only two what? I don't know. I'm confused. Oh, talking about um, UConn having nothing beforehand. So Duke, yeah. He's saying that Duke had two Final Fours prior to their. Oh. Yeah. Your point is a good one, though. Duke was K. They're nothing without him until they prove they are. Kind of like Indiana. Pretty much just a Bobby Knight program. That's it. Hey, Scooch, Bobby Knight got out of the hospital, buddy. Nice.
2: Glad to hear that. He's heading home. Good deal.
1: John's here. Well, good morning, everyone. Glad college basketball is over. What? What? I'm ready to focus on baseball and what the Cats basketball roster will fight next season. You all know I'm not an IU fan, uh, but you cannot put UConn in front of them. IU was a program that carried college basketball for a certain amount of years through the 80s. They were a superhero program. They were the last team to go and feed it and win a championship. They just mean more to college basketball history than UConn. I have UK, UCLA, Duke, North Carolina, IU, Kansas, then UConn. Do y'all agree? Justin, please comment if you can. Well, got to go. Talk to you later.
2: I do not agree, John. No. I, I I agree 100% with TJ's assessment from earlier. UConn is now ahead of Indiana. And I didn't get to chime in on that conversation, but I don't think you can put UCLA in that conversation anymore either.
0: UCLA's tough. But they, as Ralph said, it's it's not like they've just been horrible as of late. They haven't gotten a national championship in a long time, but they have they have knocked on the door, and it doesn't seem like Mick Cronin's really going to let them go anywhere else. But same amount of national titles, better winning percentage, jo- uh, John. I think he got to lead, and especially yeah. recently.
1: And I get like part of the longevity thing because Knight was. 70s 80s and like a couple years in the 90s but like that's the same amount of time frame that UConn's had their dynasty and they've done it with multiple coaches had awesome 25-year periods same thing with Indiana but I mean how many second weekends have they had since Bob Knight was gone they went to the national championship game with Tom Coverdale and like the first year that Bobby Knight was out of there but that's that's it I mean hell the the 12 team lost the sweet 16 did the 13 team that was a one seed, did they go to the second weekend? Uh, Yes. But it was just the Sweet 16, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, but- they haven't been past the Sweet 16 since the title run. Yeah, and that was 23 years ago, John. So, like, you know, some some of it you gotta you got to live for the now. And uh, Indiana, they might be old money, but it's, it's very old money, and it hasn't done anything in a while. Oh, wow. Trying to, think if a there's
0: a, trying to think if there's any good text just to run through before ending. And uh, nothing that we can't get to tomorrow. Yeah. Which we'll be back at 7 a.m. Ralph back from his weekend getaway. Yeah. And we'll talk more football as well. And we'll get to the Thornton text line. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Sorry for the technical difficulties to start the show. But I think besides that, it was really great. Remember to have lunch at Salsa two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Wednesday.